1: This is the Busted Open
2: Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreck. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Mickey James have two awesome guests that are must listen. First, we talk to Natalia. After that. Great match she had on Monday Night Raw with Rhea Ripley. What she thinks about that match and what she thinks about her career right now in 2023. Also, we talked to Darby Allen. He has some great things to say about Sting, and you're definitely going to want to hear it. And some things about Keith Lee as well. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The sixth time.
2: Guinness book of world records holder how do you get one much less six my friend the one with the ears the one in the Louis. I called two paws and he said make sure you give her one hell of an intro and so I am and this is what I do because I love her Natalia Natty Neidhart welcome thank you
3: What a great introduction. Oh my goodness. How'd I do? (laughs) It's
2: okay. I tried to live, do it right for the boat.
3: Oh, thank you so much, Mickey. I I have so much mutual admiration and respect for you too. So I'm sending lots of love back to you.
2: Oh, I I love you. I was so happy to see you um, on Raw. I saw, you know, you got a championship match against Rhea and unfortunately you didn't win, but I also saw in that same, you know, the the picture. And I remember when you first got the first Guinness book, of world record, and then to come out and see how many you've accumulated. And it just goes, it's a testament to how hard you've worked in this business and for this company. And you think about it and you go like, oh my God, how do you get one, much less six? And that's so, so incredible. And the Generations, I guess decades. And you don't think about it because we're so young. I like to say that we're so young. And yet, like the the generations of wrestling that you've seen and endured and made it through and continue to still shine in. It's incredible. It's you're you. incredible.
3: So. Thank you so much. I, I was shocked at like when when Guinness had reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we heard you're gonna be in London. We want to present you with all six of your records. And I, I knew I had three. We mm-hmm. talked about three, and then all of a sudden, I had three more. Um, it, it was such a great feeling because you know when you think of Guinness World Records, you can often think of like the longest fingernails, or you know who can eat the most hot dogs in six seconds. Or for me, these records are just a testament to my body of work. It's it's right. um, it's for the most matches overall for a woman in WWE, the most pay per view matches, the most WrestleMania matches, the most. Mo- the most wins, the most raw matches, and the most SmackDown matches, which just means like 16 uninterrupted years in WWE with, with one injury. And right. um, it's just been like a testament to me as, a, I mean, I, and I, I'm not one to chew my own horn, but sometimes you got to step back and go, hey, like, I'm really proud of you. And that's what I like, I'm I'm really proud that I've had the longevity and the endurance and the perseverance to- to go at the level that I've gone at. It's, it's you know, WWE, as you know, because you've been in WWE at the highest level, um, it's, a, it's, it's not easy. Um, no. It's not easy because it's all year long and you're gonna go through injuries and you're gonna go through ups and downs and you're gonna go through, you know, being the challenger, being the champion and sometimes not being used. So mm-hmm. for me, like that feeling of being honored and recognized was just so great. Um, and it's funny because Bianca, when when I was backstage at Money in the Bank, Bianca Belair was so supportive. She was like, Naddie, this is something we need to talk about more with you.
2: Yes. And I was like,
3: Oh, I don't want to look like I'm bragging or like, and she's like, No, this is so special. And like just hearing that from Bianca, it just made me feel so validated amongst my peers because we don't always give each other a pat on the back because the wheel is moving so fast. And when I think about the match that I have with Rhea on Monday night, you know, I went into that match for the last month or so, my confidence has been rocked. Um, I just wasn't, you know, after Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia, it was just a really hard time for me, because I was starting to, like, feel like maybe I wasn't good enough. Maybe I couldn't hang. And then going into that match and performing at that level, I just, like, stopped and reminded everybody, no, I can't. Not only, not only am I, am I, have I thought to be here and do I have the right to be here, but I can also hang at the very highest level. I can Mm -hmm. hang at the very highest level after wrestling since, I mean, I started wrestling when I was 18 years old. And so not only can I hang at the very highest level, but I can lead and I can bring the very top women in WWE to their very best matches of their careers, you know? And and so I'm damn proud of that because if I'm going into that match, you know, thinking about my mentality on Monday, if I was going into that match at a low point, imagine now where I'm going to be going because Mm -hmm. now my confidence is back. Natty is back and I'm excited I'm very very excited to see, you know, where I go from here because, you know, now it's like, okay, Natty's back and it's it's time for me to it's time for me to be at the top of the game again because Absolutely. I'm not I I am a top level performer in WWE and so I was really happy that I could show that.
2: You are not just a top level performer in WWE, but you are a consistent top level performer over the last 16 years and it's crazy to me, you know, and I totally empathize with that. Cause I'm like, I've been felt in that space too, where it's like, am I good enough? Can I still hang Is like so many new things that are happening? And you know, am I still like keeping up and you kill it every time you go out there, the match on Monday was amazing. But as like, isn't it crazy that I feel like, and this is not a, a women, men thing, but women for, you know, when we get this tenure in our, um, stuff we don't get celebrated as much as uh, as our male counterparts where if they've had a a 16 or a 20 year career you know people come to them for advice and they like are celebrated for the for that tenure whereas we're kind of sometimes made to feel like oh thanks for you know what I mean but yeah um, I don't think that and what I felt like it was like really magical in what you just said is like we do have to sit back and look at like how far we've come and all of the things that we do. And I hope that when you sit back and you look at your career, no one has had a career like you, Natty. No, like I can't like to have, to stay in that landscape and you don't know until you've been there. And obviously Tommy can attest that for you to not only uh, survive, but thrive for 16 years in that landscape, as difficult as it can be and as taxing as it can be and, as lonely sometimes it can be because it's just you and unfortunately you have TJ too there with you but it's hard it's not for the week and that's why a lot of people's careers last 5 years not 16 years it's, and there's a,
3: and i and i always say that to the women uh, that i work with it's a marathon not a sprint because you Know we're we're all year round and we do right. live events and we do, you know. I'm just like Rhea and I had that match Monday coming off of a tour. So we were wrestling every single night and we were sleeping for like three hours, and you know, just you know, it just like we were we were exhausted, we were jet lagged, we were both running on no sleep, but we love what we do, and mm-hmm. and like for me. I, you know, the, the, the rivalry with Rhea, like for me, it was something I was dreaming about for years. Like I wanted, Rhea was a, an opponent that was on my bucket list of like, I cannot wait to like have a, have a feud with her, have a rivalry. Uh-huh. And so like being able to see our rivalry come full circle where it started out a little rocky, um, it ended, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, listen, I, I made her bleed on Mondays. So. Yeah, you did. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it may, might not be over, but but for me, for, for us to go in there and to go toe to toe with each other, I don't think that anybody's ever taken, like, I don't think, it, I don't think, I think Rhea underestimated me prior to that match. And I think that I like, I think she respected me by the end of it. And that, that was a great feeling because I think a lot of people look at me and like, it's it's funny because you can get painted with a certain brush, like Natty's the mother hen of the locker room and she's very nurturing. And I always like, you know, honestly, I always tried to think about the division and, think about the division as a whole and I still do think about the division as a whole from everybody from from mm-hmm. Tegan Knox to myself to Emma to Zia Lee to, to everybody that hasn't had their chance yet to the women that have had their chances like Charlotte like Oscar, like Bianca like Becky um, Rhea so I, I think about everybody as a whole and I, I would sometimes put myself last and I feel like after my performance on Monday it's like no it's, it's time for me to stop putting myself last and Absolutely. start getting in the front of the line. And, and this is gonna be really cool to see where we go from here. Um, and, and just to see, you know, now that i have like <laughs> still in the world once again, <laughs> by the way, that was my 1,515th match. So 1,515th match in WWE. And I, I have some bruises, but like the crazy thing is Mickey, I wake up every day pain-free and I don't know
0: how that happened. God like, bless you. I, yes. I, I,
3: I don't know if it's the vitamins that I'm taking or just good genetics or just the fact that I stay in like top shape. I train in my ring, you know, I, I have, a, I have my own ring. And so I train in there every single week, but I, I don't know how that happened, but I'm very grateful for it. So I feel like, yeah. I feel like I got a lot left in the tank. I don't ever think about my age as being like a restriction. Like look at Trish Stratus, for example. Oh my God, she's Trish, come back and Trish, killed it. She's never looked better. She's performing at the top of her game. and And Trish is, you know, she's somebody that isn't 21. And so it's just a testament um, to to every woman in WWE and all the women that are you know not just not just in professional wrestling or sports entertainment, but women around the world. It's like Serena Williams was pregnant when she won her last you know when she won a a championship, and it's like why do we have to feel you know a certain way? It's like I don't feel for me now that I'm in my forties, I don't feel old. I wake up and I actually look at myself and go, damn. When I was 26, I didn't know who the hell I was. Right. But now that I like now I know who I am. I feel so. I feel great physically. I feel. I feel like I'm the most beautiful that I've ever been, and I'm so. I'm so happy and grateful to be at that point in my life. And I think all of us women should be celebrating our age, not feeling bad about it. Why would we feel bad about it?
2: Nope. nope no, none we of should men,
3: Well, none you think about it. It's only in wrestling.
2: Bad. Totally. Totally. And it's only in wrestling is it where you kind of feel that way? Because then you go like Hollywood actresses or the sexiest woman in the world. Was it JLo that was voted and she was 20 years old. Right. And go like, okay. So, you know, even I felt like, you know, at at a time when I think I was 38 at the time and we were doing like the old thing and I'm like, hold on, you guys, I get that half the roster is 20 years old, but that doesn't mean that 38 is old. What are we talking? No. And I (laughs) love even Ray Mysterio.
3: Yeah. Ray Mysterio.
2: Edge edge right. i said this to edge
3: i said edge to, to me edge is at the top of his game his body has never looked better and his performances have never been better totally edges you know i think i think he just turned 50 i'm not sure but nobody cares when i look at the rock i'm like damn he's he's in the best shape of his life he looks incredible i look at j-lo i, I look at shakira i'm like nobody cares about age you give it's me that really hotness like, but it's about how you feel. It's about the hotness. Yes, right. but it's about how you feel. If you feel broken down and grizzled in your twenties, then that's how you feel. But if you feel totally. great and you feel refreshed and you take care of your body, for me, like if anybody anybody that knows me knows that I'm obsessed with vitamins. I'm obsessed with like my my wellness. I I'm on a massage table as much as I can be on on almost every single day off that I have. I'm on a table, and I think about Tom Brady, and that was like the way he was in his career. He was constantly LeBron James. They, they do so much for their recovery, but I just like taking care of myself because mm-hmm. I don't want to be broken down. Whether I'm in pro wrestling or not, I don't want to be broken down. And I want to be, I think more women and more people around the world need to be celebrating all their accomplishments. So again, Ray Mysterio, Ray's Rey match with Dom at WrestleMania, I think that was my favorite match at WrestleMania. And it's like nobody cares about Ray's age. Ray Mysterio has been wrestling for almost four decades. I think over four decades and he, wow. he just keeps getting better and better. So it's cool. It's a very cool time right now in professional wrestling and I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of it.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, if I could speak for half a second here. Natty, um, <laughs> from somebody who used to get your eight by 10 in your VCR tape and saw your <laughs> development from the day from saw your development from day one in deep South and how much you wanted it. You have accomplished a lot to hear the vulnerability about going into that match. And I watched you and you haven't missed a beat. Uh, you are one of the most amazing in-ring performers I've ever seen. And I've seen your journey since day one. You've grown up uh, in television, in WWE, mm-hmm. but you've also like, cause I've been there with self-doubt. So is Mickey, but from your peers that, you know, as well as the fans, you crushed it on Monday night. Yes. Age is only Hell a number. Yeah. But every award and accolade that you got, you've deserved. You've worked your ass off to get there. And that's why everybody holds you with such high esteem. We have Mickey James calling you the boat. Um, (laughs) So, again, I've seen it or I'll remember something that fit Finley, another person that you really, really do respect. He was just like, oh, I got it easy. I have Natty in my match. So right then and there, he knows that you are this performer that he can rely on. Mm -hmm. So you have deserved all the praises and whenever you have that self-doubt honestly you now have awards to remember like oh shit i've done something the only way i could get into the guinness book of world's record i just looked it up if i eat eight big macs in an hour i can <laughs> so that's the only way i'm gonna get in there but again from uh someone who literally would receive your stuff and be like this girl has something You've made it, you've done, it, and you keep on doing it. You look great. Your work is great. You haven't missed a beat. So uh, awesome. And I'm going to give you as many flowers uh, because I love you, but if I didn't love you and I just met you today, this is your professional accomplishment and it's here and it's awesome. And thank you for uh, everything that you've done for the business. Cause I also know how much it means to you because of your dad. Yeah. So right. it, it's, it, it's an awesome accomplishment and, everybody every wrestler has felt that way and for you to say that it's great and i look forward to the future with you because of the match that you just had you can't rest on your laurels for monday as you know right especially in the wwe
3: no tommy you just hit the nail on the head like as far as like you can't rest off of monday like that's the thing is that that's why i have the body of work that i do because i never get comfortable i always say that to not just the girls in the locker room but to the new talent that comes in um, you cannot get comfortable when, when Triple H comes to work, he is not comfortable. He's always thinking about, you know, how can we make the product better? How can we connect more with talent? How can we make our audience happy? Like, it's, you, you cannot Think about what you just and I can't just be like, oh, well, I had a great match last week. Now I can just cruise. That's why I train so much. And that's why I love like when WWE talents say, Hey, can we come to the dungeon and train? Like Angelo Dawkins, like Apollo Cruz, like Liv Morgan, like Raquel, uh Shotzi, so many, so many people that come and train with us. Um, I love it because TJ and I love being able to pass down all of these secrets and things that we have. I want to share all of that, you know, and th- secrets of survival, you know, for not just being in WWE, but like. How, how can we be our very, very best? How can we stay in our best condition? How can we protect each other? How can we protect our heads and how can we protect our bodies and how can we tell great stories? And like Monday, the match that I have with Rhea, like I have to say, I love, despite the beat down that we both gave each other, trust me, I'm covered in bruises and I know she is too. I, Rhea is one of my, I think the match that I had on Monday would be one of the top three in my career. Um, wow. Rhea is a dream opponent for me and she, proved to me why I wanted to wrestle her so much. He's truly one of my favorite people I've ever been in the ring with. Um, But I wanted to make her feel my fight and I wanted to bring it to her more than I think anybody else has ever brought it. Um, Mm. And I I feel like now I'm excited to see what's next for me in WWE. And I think everybody is like, okay, Natty's back. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to like, I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about like, you know, we all feel like, especially in this pro wrestling setting. We all have to be so strong all the time. Mm -hmm. After Saudi Arabia, after night of champions, I went home and like cried for days. I just felt like such a complete failure. And I thought like, gosh, this was maybe, you know, my last chance to like have this moment, especially on a huge pay-per-view at a place that's so important to me um, because Saudi is where myself and Lacey Evans made history um, as the first women to ever compete there. So it was really special to me. And I just felt like, I honestly felt like the lowest that I ever felt in my career. And so I didn't know if I'd ever get the chance to get that back. And I did. And I never, I won't, I never take it for granted. So, but Tommy, I love you. I love you and I appreciate you. And you've always been there for me in my career. So thank you. But this
0: surprises uh, can,
4: since we're our friends can you ban moose from your uh dungeon by the way <laughs> he shouldn't be there he's not a wwe by the talent. way i adore moose he's so
3: good he comes to our ring and he wrestles too. like it's like his last match he's amazing moose is incredible
4: it should only yeah. be for wwe people i digress <laughs> David,
1: I, I, i'm very surprised because and obviously i'm not a wrestler i'm not a performer like you three are i'm just a fan uh, I'm really surprised to hear you talk about the last couple of months the way that you have because, you know, you are, when you finally decide to retire, whenever that day is, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, you're going to be celebrated. Your career is going to be celebrated. But I feel at this point in your career that you still feel the need that you have to prove yourself, that you still feel the pressures of being a WWE superstar. I mean, in, in one aspect, I look at it and I'm just like, wow, that's commendable because you still want to wrestle at a high level. But on the other end, it's like, do you realize how good you are? Do you realize like how influential your career has been? You know, do you realize that you are a mentor to so many people? Like, like, do you take the time to appreciate that? Because I feel like no matter what you do in life, you always want to strive to be the best, but you also have to, understand what you've accomplished and appreciate what you've accomplished. Are you able to do that? Are you able to step back and say, wow, I've done this? I I think that's, it's, it's, it's kind of a
3: blessing and a curse because I like this past week in London, I wasn't on money in the bank, but I was in the locker room and I was looking at like Guinness had brought me all these, like, I was trying to figure out how to get them all home because they were all these plaques and I was in the locker room, and that's when Bianca was in there with me, and she's like, Natty, this is so cool. Like, we had this little moment with each other where she's like, this is amazing. And I like, I, I kind of took this, like, like, breathe out this sigh of relief. I was like, wow, like, if I never did anything else past, like, what I've already done, I've already done it. But I also just love what I do. And um, just like Mickey. Like, I look at Mickey, and I'm like, Mickey's in the, you know, Mickey James is in the best shape of her life. She is so respected by her peers, but she can still go. She's amazing. Why would we... No, you know, it's like what, 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 if she doesn't, if she wants to still compete and she's doing it at such a high level and she's able to elevate other women. You know, when I look at Rey Mysterio, he elevates everybody that he's in the ring with. Uh Brock Lesnar elevates everybody that he's in the ring with. Ray uh Edge elevates everybody that he's in the ring with. To me, it's like the same with Randy Orton. It's like, I don't want to see them go. I want to see them stay and continue to elevate and do what they love. And, you know, again, Trish Stratus, like, doing the best work of her career right now with Becky Lynch. So, so-,
1: so, let me ask you this. So, when that match was over on Monday, and like you said, that was one of your top three matches of your career, that match with Rhea on Monday Night Raw, which... I thought it was a phenomenal match when you were done, that match was over and you went in the back. Were you kind of like, yeah, see, like I could still like use me. Like I can still do this. I can yes. be a champion. I can be a main eventer. Like, did you have that attitude when that match was over on Monday?
3: Yes. Yes, I did. I went from going into the match, you know, like, okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I think I can do this. You know, because I, like I said, and I'm being open and honest about my confidence being rocked, you know, since, since night of champions, I just felt at a low point. I went into that match on Monday with, you know, unsteady confidence. I came out of it like, yes, I am one of the best women wrestlers on the planet and I can still hang at this level. And not only did I hang at this level, but I exceeded everybody's expectations. And actually, I think going into this match, I think Rhea Ripley underestimated me. And it truly felt like a Rocky story. I felt like I was Rocky where it's like prior to the match, she didn't think anything of me. She really mm-hmm. just kind of thought like, okay, I'm in there with Natty, you know, she's respected this, that and everything else. But like, she had no idea that I was going to take her to her limits. And at the end of the match, what I wanted to do when I, when it was all said and done, I wanted to shake her hand. I wanted to shake her hand and give her a hug, but I never got that chance because she beat, you know, she beat me up after the match. But like, I just, what I felt like was like, it was my cry to the, to the world that I could still do this, but I never really lost it that's the thing is that like people were like, oh my gosh, Natty, you know, Natty really brought it. She had something to prove. I've, this has been me this entire time, but I haven't always had that opportunity to, you know, to like in the last couple of years, I haven't, you know, had that chance on the stage with, with somebody like Ria, so it's been, it's been great. And it's not that I don't like doing tag team stuff. I love being part of a tag team. Um, the stuff that I did with Tamina was awesome. And the stuff I did with Shotzi at WrestleMania was fun, but to get into a really deep story, um, and you know, I think about my work with Charlotte and I think about the work that I've done with Ronda Rousey and like, I love, love, love being a singles competitor. And like, I think about the women that I still want to work with, yeah. you know, I want to work at a high level and stay at a high level and Monday night proved that. And I'm excited to see where WWE is going to go with me next, because to me, it's like, we all have to believe in ourselves. You have to have some sort of an ego if you are to be in this industry. And I, I love being humble and there is a very... Real side of humble Natty, but I also am like, no, I am one of the best women wrestlers in the world, and I want to go and I want to I want to stay at that high level because Monday I brought one of our I brought our 26 year old women's champion to her knees and and made her believe in me and and made the whole world believe in me. So yeah, I, I'm ready to stay at this level and prove that I belong at this level. But I'd love to work with EO. I would love to work with um, Bianca. I'd love to work with with Bailey with Dakota when Dakota comes back. Um, and you know, somebody that's really impressed me, um, you know, I, I love working with Cora Jade at NXT. Um, I, I love her character development and like how she, she's really kind of evolved in her character. Also Tiffany Stratton, you know, never judge a book by its cover. I'm like, damn, Tiffany's like really kind of embraced her character. And like, she's very interesting to watch, but I like that she's open about, hey, these are things I need to work on. She said recently in, in an interview a couple months ago, like she wants to get better in the ring and that she knows that she's still not there yet. but she wants to grow and and like you, it's like yeah she stepped out of character to say that she wants to get better and I was like damn I really respect that. So one day I'd like to to have a to have a match with Tiffany and I'm not opposed to going to NXT to do that. So there yeah. you go, Tiffany. <laughs> I love we
2: it. We do know that. Well, yeah. I'm so glad that you're embracing that because Natty, I've known you for a very long time and I think that you are so giving and you always. I, I think that you give other people the opportunity, even when you're thinking of ideas or whatever, you're always thinking about everybody else, but it's natty time, baby. It's your time. <laughs> natty time, uh, baby. You can put that yeah, on a t-shirt. Two Pauls approves. We love you so, so much. And I love you and I respect you. and I love you too. Yeah. Keep I love
3: my busted open family. You guys are always so good to me. And um, I just appreciate thank you guys you. so much. So thank always. you so much for having me.
2: Of course. Thank you. Of course. Uh, appreciate the, the time.
0: This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on XM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. For 25
5: years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk.
0: Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Somebody who's going to be teaming with Orange Cassidy going up against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland is our guest right now, and that is... Darby Allen Darby good morning and thank you for the time today
5: good morning I woke up 10 minutes ago and got the text about being on the show and I said shit let's do it so (laughs) you know what
1: grip it and rip it man I mean and it's I guess it's the life of a of a pro wrestler and I mean that's my first question and we'll and then we'll get into the match tonight on dynamite how much has your life changed since becoming a part of AEW
5: Dude, night and day difference. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again. There's no other company that would let me do what I do in the ring and outside this ring. Like, what I do outside the ring is crazier. Like, for example, last night I was just out skating around Edmonton all night. That's why I stayed up super late, just skating or checking out the city and stuff. But uh, life's been completely different, and now I can go travel the world or go insane on a budget. So.
4: Uh, I agree with that assessment uh, for you, Darby. Uh, Number one, just how is Sting? I mean, you have perhaps the coolest job in the world because you get to hang out with Sting uh, as your friend and your mentor. But uh, last week, he took crazy uh, trying to emulate what you do, took a crazy bump. He, He doing okay?
5: He's actually doing great we talked the day after and he said he was feeling great which is awesome because i pulled him aside after that match and i said yo like just be honest with me like how you feeling not just your mouth but your neck every single thing about your body because people forget that he kind of retired in 2014 you know like when he took that took a buckle bomb like people kind of think that you know so for him to be going as hard and trust me when i say this it's none of my ideas. <laughs> like, he, it's all him. He's just like, all right, is there a ladder here tonight? I'll jump off it. And a lot of people think it's me kind of being the bad influence, but no, it's, it's him, man. He's got that hunger. He's got that want to give the fans something. And, uh, but he's feeling great and I'm stoked.
4: That's uh, pretty funny that Darby Allen is the voice of reason. That's like Tommy dreamer <laughs> being the voice of reason. I love it.
5: Well, yeah, like, you know, I don't know. Everybody thinks I'm always
4: the guy who does the,
5: the peer pressure, even though he's 34 <laughs> years old. But no, nah, he, he, he's, he's he's good.
4: That's awesome to hear. And you're right what you say about AEW allowing you to do some, you know, the stuff that you do, because you, you're a unique competitor. I've known it since uh, I've met you. Uh, uh, kind of a theme of today's show has kind of been a relationship with, you know, the performer and the fans. And the fans have gravitated you to you. I feel it's because how real you are. Uh, how do you, how do you feel like why people have gravitated towards you?
5: You know, I had a conversation with Rick Rubin about two months ago. I went to his house in Malibu and I sat down and talked to him about not losing myself to this wrestling thing and staying true to myself and not playing a character and all of a sudden you don't know who you are anymore in real life you just staring at the mirror and you play a character 24 7 because we do it in social appearances we do it on social media we do it on tv we do it in the airports etc whenever someone runs into you you kind of put the shield up you know that's oh shit it's darby allen you kind of put the shield up of who they think you are and you start acting like that and uh i refuse to do that and i uh you know, started a lot of meditating, staying as grounded as possible because I refuse to let this whole thing take me over mentally. And uh, I feel people see that the fans see that fans see that here's a guy that's like kind of staying true to himself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a big goal of mine just not to sell myself short to who I am as a human being for this. So it's you know, awesome I, to hear people notice people notice that and when people it's that old saying real recognizes real i guess you'd say but this is literally me just out there going insane so
1: how important like you just said about staying true to yourself i know that you know the skating is a big part of your life music is a big part of your life film is such a big part of your life how do you find that balance because being a professional wrestler you're on the road a lot, obviously, you know, your public appearances, just like what you're doing today with media. Like, how do you find that balance?
5: It's actually easy to find the balance because we're fortunate enough, you know, with AEW schedule, you see, you fly in on a Tuesday night, you perform on Wednesday and you fly out Thursday morning. So for the most part, you know, all other days of the week, I'm skating or doing stunts or filming movies. And, you know, it's, it's I'm very fortunate and grateful to have the schedule that I have. Um and I take full advantage of it. So it's it's pretty easy for me to find that balance.
4: That's awesome. Um,
2: I have a question. i gotta, like get back to the wrestling for a second, just because um, you know, when you came to AW and you started working with Sting, I mean, how did that feel? And do you ever like get a chance to like sit back and go like holy shit, I'm working with Sting and to be able to not only work so closely with him, but the opportunity to like pick his brain and how he's been able to stay not just relevant, but stay such a uh, an attraction and an anomaly for so long in this industry. I mean, it's unheard of, really. Like, it, it's amazing that he's still, you think about the people that were in his era, not a lot of them are still wrestling on television anymore, especially on like an all the time basis. They usually come back for like one major moment. So, so the opportunity for you as a performer, uh, to be able to sit and, and learn and, and work with him, I'm sure it's amazing. Do you, do you think about that when you're out there?
5: I think about that all the time. So to me, a story is like the beginning, the middle and the end. Mm -hmm. And we are at the tail end of Sting's career. And if I had, you know, just to have any part of his story, especially the end with, you know, having these last few years have been incredible like I don't take it for granted at all like every week I want to just do justice to his career you know when we go out and never like I'm considered kind of the sting whisperer <laughs> 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 he, was, he was supposed to come back for cinematic matches only mm-hmm. and I kind of talked him into doing it live because I was like man you still have it whatever yeah. it is you'll have it like so I kind of talked him into it. And from there, <laughs> he found a balcony and jumped off the table. But uh, he, no, it's amazing. I do think about that all the time. I, I stop and think about that literally every week I'm out there and I don't take it for granted at all. Sting's an amazing human being and, you for know, sure. the, most chill, the most chill guy backstage.
2: Oh, he's the greatest guy. He's so kind. I think, you know, it's so crazy because his character from his person is so um, different, which I'm sure that you can find a lot of parallels in yours because it is like his was behind the mask and behind the face paint and stuff. And so it was easier to put that character on and then take it off and be, you know, your human in real life, which I, I, you know. I think that for a lot of wrestlers is really once you reach a certain level of success, people forget that that's only when the light is on. And then when you go back through the curtain, you got to go back to being human again. you real person, you know, and and um, maybe that's one of the benefits and the longevity of his career. And I hope the same for you. You know, it's so different and unique, and I think it's captured a whole different audience and like you even think when the hardies first came out right like they captured such a different audience when they first hit the scene because they were so, not what every other superstar was and i think that that's something that you bring to the table and I, and I love that you have all these like other interests and passions as well because that helps keep us sane all
5: the like, time <laughs> well you know it's funny you say that because when i was 18 years old i wanted to wrestle but i didn't have the confidence to actually join the wrestling school Cause when I looked at the mm-hmm. website, everybody was like, you know, these jock athlete wearing, you know what I mean? Right. And I was like, I can't, oh, there's no way. So from 18 to 21 is when I skated the most and did film school, but then I dropped out of film school and started wrestling. But to take all those outside passions and bring it into the world has been amazing for me. So that's, that's the number one advice i give to anybody for when they ask me like any advice for wrestling, I'm like, bring, any outside hop like passions into this world, right? Because you'd be surprised how far you know that will take you. But mm-hmm. you know, back to Sting, you know he, you wouldn't even know what he's achieved in his career based off how humble he is. He has no right. ego whatsoever.
4: <laughs> like right? he's the,
5: literally the best. I can't say enough about him.
4: Agreed. Uh, and also because I've been on both sides of it, uh, I was I had Terry Funk helping me. And me motivating Terry to do things that he didn't need much motivation. But now that I'm the older athlete, I realize it's also the younger athlete that keeps me going. So it's an awesome yin to the yang. Uh, For tonight, though, you have a different partner uh, against an established tag team, though they don't see that well. But two guys, when you first, if you really do look about, I got you the moment I saw you, and I got Orange Cassidy the moment I was in the ring with him. Um, But from two guys who started in AEW kind of together, you and Orange Cassidy were, everyone was like, these guys are gimmicks, but then you had to go out there and prove what great wrestlers you are. But tonight you're tagging. Uh, I look forward to it because it's going to be such an interesting match because it's going to be so entertaining, but you're also going against a powerhouse um, in Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland.
5: Yeah, my whole thing with this match is you got two guys like Keith and Swerve that, you know, there was a point where Keith got stomped by Swerve through a center, they a center block on him. Like, they haven't, they've been fighting, they haven't seen eye to eye, and they've been put back together. And I want to tell Keith Lee, and this is only Keith Lee, I want to tell him, do this for yourself. Like, tonight, it doesn't matter about you know, the team, like if you feel like you've been lost in the shuffle or you don't, you feel like you've been underutilized, go out there tonight. Even if you have to win the match two on one, do that. Pull your head out of your ass and like bring something to the table because I don't feel like we've seen the Keith in recent months that we could be seeing. And this is a chance for him to get back on the map. Even if he has to win it two on one because he doesn't see eye to eye with his partner, so be it. Show people who Keith Lee is. And that's that's all I got to say about that. Nice.
1: I think that's great advice, Darby. And I think that, you know, what you're saying, you could say to a lot of people, listen, AEW now, we have an, an additional show, Collision on Saturdays. There's a lot more opportunity. And, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers on that roster that have been begging for an opportunity. It's there. It's up, I guess, to the individual of grabbing that opportunity and running with it.
5: Yeah, that's that's the thing. If you know Keith, if he wants to in the match, make it a two on one. <laughs> if he if he wants to kick me and orange, both our asses, make it a two on one. Fine. Like win those tag team champions. Like go do the whole tournament, win the tag team championship just by yourself. You know, it, it, to me, like just get back on the map. Mm. Like get get back like showing people what you're capable of. So, and then that collision, yeah, obviously we got that show and it's awesome. You know, a lot of people that feel like they've been underutilized, do something about it. Go off, show your thing, kick ass. That's all I, you know.
1: Well, Darby, you've been doing it since day one. Uh, thank you so much for the time, especially I know you, you got up late and you came and joined us, which I, we really, really appreciate. <laughs> one last question, though, Darby, for you. Like, you know, somebody that loves, enjoys what he does outside the world of pro wrestling. What does it feel like for you when you're walking down that aisle and you see young kids dressing up like you, the fan base really gravitating towards you? Like, how do you feel about that? Somebody that probably lived a very private life and seeing like fans wanting to be just like you. How has that been?
5: It's great, especially with the younger kids, because I remember being in those shoes. I remember watching wrestling as a child. And if some, you know, like just having that, because growing up, I never really connected to wrestlers from an outside source. Like I never felt like I could, you know, connect or hang out with wrestlers. And I would always be attracted to skateboarders or punk rock, like musicians and all these different people. So, for me to kind of have young people connect and bring them into this world. And I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a fun. I, I love it. All
1: right. I love it. that. Dar- right, really quick Darby, since you brought up punk music, what are some of the bands that you're listening to?
5: <laughs> Crass, uh, Omega tribe, uh, bad brains, a bunch, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of older stuff from like the anarcho punk scene, from like crass records back in like the late seventies and stuff like that. But I can go on and on about that.
1: Well, we're, gonna James. To get on. we're gonna have to get, yeah, James, get some you Mickey know, J- hardcore
5: country. A couple, a couple, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a Kenny Chesney concert, and go ahead. Um, a lot of fans, like there was actually a lot of wrestling fans at the Kenny Chesney concert. They, like, walk by, and like, yo, Darby, what the fuck is up? And then two seconds later, they're like, wait, why is he here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: he likes skinny Chasney? Uh,
5: uh, well, I mean, listen, you got to open – like,
1: I'll, I'll be going this weekend. I got Fear and Misfits this weekend. So, you know, it's all about music, and it's, again, about people and making that connection. And, Darby, you've been able to do that, dude. So, thank you, and we'll be watching you tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, AEW Dynamite on TBS. Thanks so much for the time, man.
5: All right. Take care, everybody.
1: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.
5: For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.